I feel like this is an artist that we have tiptoed around for a very long time. Since since the beginning, Nick. Since we covered Avril Lavigne's... That's right. Uh, car door open song with a Hello Kitty. Yeah, car yeah. Car yeah. door open... Oh, yes! That's the one thing wow. I remember about the song. Is, uh, since like the dawn of man, they have waited. Now cometh the storm. And the storm is Nickelback. On this week's episode of the Song Topsy Report. Mine was where, better. You know what, Steve? <laughs> it's not a contest. Where we dissect bad, bizarre, or otherwise noteworthy music to figure out how it died. I am your host, Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And I'm super duper into contest, Steve Trollinger. Uh, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, thank you so much for joining us. But if if you are new to the podcast, this is a very special episode. Because as we were mentioning earlier... This is a band we have tiptoed around for so long on the Song Topsy Report, from episode three, where the lead singer was a songwriter, to Imagine Dragons, where we compared them to being this generation's version of the band we're talking about, and to the uh, Marvel episode, where we discussed Hero by Chad Kroger. Which, by the way, after, you know... Doing some research on these guys, and no, Imagine Dragons is nothing, nothing horrible like these guys. Really? So you're giving, you're saying Imagine Dragons, like the fact we were even comparing them to Nickelback. Yes. I mean, I think the the only real comparison is that they have a song that they like to write, and they just write that song over and over again. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, but yes, as I've leaked, and obviously as you saw in the title, today we are finally discussing Nickelback and what is commonly regarded as their worst song, Photograph. <laughs> <laughs> it was admittedly a toss-up. There were some passionate arguments back and forth. It did not stop Steve from loading up a rhyming dictionary for words that rhyme with photograph for, I'm sure, bits that will be peppered throughout this episode. Yep. Wait and see. Ah, <laughs> uh, but yes. So, Nickelback, one of the most shockingly successful bands in history. I was going over the stats of just, like, all of the records this band set. The most egregious one, I feel like, is Behind the Beatles... The Beatles. They are the best-selling foreign band in the United States. Are you serious? Yes. You know what? This this makes sense. Foreign is foreign is stretching it. They're from Canada. Canada. My mom always had their new CD. Yeah. And she's old. Like in her like in her she's seventy. <laughs> Go ahead and call your mom out. Hot take, ladies and gentlemen. My mother is aged. <laughs> Mike Russell. Hey, no, but yeah, look. you're just saying they they appeal to a broad cross section of America. Yeah, like I guess ever, anybody could love them or hate them. Well, I guess anyone can love them, and then you learn about them, and then you hate them. Is that how it works? <laughs> well, actually, we are going to discuss that because uh, listeners, whether or not you've listened to much of Nickelback, you already know you're supposed to think of them as the worst band. That's just what they have become. Our society has determined that they are the worst band. But we plan to get into that a little bit and try to figure out how that began. Um, But before we do that, in case you need a reminder of what their commonly regarded worst song is, here is a little bit of uh, Rockstar by Nickelback. I almost said Photograph. God damn it, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) I'm through with standing in line. The clubs will never get in. It's like the bottom of the ninth, and I'm never going to win this. Life hasn't turned out quite the way I want it to be. Wait, 
whoa, whoa, whoa. Why the hell are you playing baseball in your bathroom? That's your big question for this song? I mean, that's just filthy. It's about it? excess, Mike. It's about living the rock star life. All in I mean, you're going you're gonna to smash the mirror over the vanity. Easy. Yeah. You know? Well, you've got rock star money. You can get it replaced. Second base is in the shower. That's You're going to get soaked. So we're assuming they just leave the shower on at all times. If you have a bathroom big enough to play baseball and you don't think you'd want to like be taking a shower on second base? Chad, for the love of God, turn the water <laughs> off. I like taking showers whenever I can. You don't get hair like this. How does his hair look so greasy yeah. all the time if he's showering every day? Exactly. He showers too much. He shampoos daily. That his is hair gets very greasy. Takeaway point, listeners. The Nickelback's main problem is they shower too much. When you bust a sweat sprinting for a double... You gotta, you gotta look your best coming into home base, Nick. <laughs> I can't argue with that point for for a variety of reasons, Mike. I cannot argue with that point. Uh, but that was a little bit of rock star. You may or may not remember this song. It is from their album um, "All the Right Reasons," which also has photograph on it. Yes, it does. They, they, are, re- they really, they, <laughs> they really like poured their creative spirit into this album. That album was preposterously successful. It went seven times platinum. It's one of the best selling albums in the United States. And. Y- <laughs> and yet it has some of their worst songs on it. It's all the right reasons to hate Nickelback. That's is that is that what the album's like full name should have been? <laughs> They're shockingly self-aware and self-deprecating band if they had included <laughs> it like in very tiny letters underneath it. That's the rest of it. But yeah, this was all, I find the worst quality the song by Nickelback is the more popular it became. This was a very popular song. And you you can kind of sense why it's very easily digestible pop rock essentially, um, unlike pop rocks. Um, yep, you know what? Unlike <laughs> pop rocks themselves, Mike, that is a very good point. Not easily digestible. Oh oh, oh we, we oh, got a it... we got a, a rare silent applause from Stephen Trollinger. Dumbledore approves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the validation from Steve. I don't know how I'll ever get over this moment. But yes, for the uninitiated, <laughs> I flicked his arm just so he didn't get just so he didn't get too ahead of himself. You don't have to, Steve. You don't have to be on brand all the time. Um, Nickelback is look how successful they are. No, if only on. I could sell my soul like Nickelback. <laughs> Actually, there's an interesting theory about the song that lends itself to that, which I'll discuss later. But for the uninitiated, <laughs> Devil. Yes. Oh. Nickelback is a Canadian rock band formed in 1999 2000. Uh, the band has sold more than 50 million albums worldwide, has sold out Madison Square Garden, and has been nominated for six Grammy Awards, including Album of the Year and Best Rock Album. Album of the Year. And it was all the right things? Reasons? I, all the, <laughs> all all the, the small things, right? <laughs> Um, and as I stated earlier, they are the second best-selling foreign act in the U.S. of the 2000s behind the Beatles and the 11th best-selling act of the decade overall of the 2000s. Everybody knows that the greatest Canadian band import is the Bare Naked Ladies. Everyone knows this. I don't care what the numbers say. Fake news. Deep fake. It's a deep fake, I tell you. What other songs do they have other than One Week, though? Um, I'll show you. They're whole here if on my I phone. If I had a million dollars, yes, it becomes a bare naked ladies a episode. Million dollars, but you don't. But 
you don't care about the history of this band. You care about the history in the sense of why people hate them. Where did this begin? I honestly tried to figure it out, and many people have written on this to try to hypothesize where it began. And apparently it began with their first record deal, because in 1999, Nickelback signed with Roadrunner Records, which I know specifically because a lot of bands that I personally like, you know, unlistenable, loud metal garbage. Ah, um, right, yeah, right, right. Uh, you didn't have to explain. I knew <laughs> I know, I know, just, just for the sake of the new listeners. Uh, yes, a lot of great bands that I like, and a lot of heavier bands. Um, and the perception was that Nickel, even if Nickelback's earlier music was a little bit more quote-unquote hard rock, um, they were mocked by most of the members of the metal community because Roadrunner started pumping more money to them to try to promote them, and they were perceived as being just like, you know, gooey pop rock. For, uh, for a frame of reference... Uh, other bands on Roadrunner Records include Hatebreed, Mastodon, Deicide, Obituary, Rob Zombie, Soulfly, Cradle of Filth, Megadeth, Killswitch Engage, Trivium, Slipknot, and Nickelback. You know, Nickelback was just the ugly duckling. I feel like you were just Roadrunner reading. Records. I feel like you were just reading from the Necronomicon. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually just on my phone's playlist. <laughs> yeah, that was. They didn't belong there, Nick. They didn't. But then the other weird thing about. Uh, where the hate for Nickelback came from. And this was weird because two different sources con- mentioned the same bit of information. Uh, from 2002 to 2004, there was a show called Tough Crowd with Colin Quinn, which aired on Comedy mm-hmm. Central. I used to watch it show all the time. Oh, yeah? And it was a uh, panel comedy show where f- four comedians would discuss kind of just like topical news stories. And they were heavily advertising it on Comedy Central. And there was a promo that was running like during every commercial break that was uh, comedian uh, Brian Possein, who I know very well. He's actually a very good stand-up comedian, mostly because he's also a metalhead, so I know his stuff. Yes, but I'm, he, I'm aware of that aspect of his yes, personality. Yes, but he also wrote and performed on uh, Mr. Show. And he did some... He was the, During the promo, there was this bit where he was responding to a prompt about a study that tied violent lyrics to violent behavior. And he famously said during this promo, no one talks about the studies that show that bad music make, makes people violent, but listening to Nickelback makes me want to kill Nickelback. And so he yes. made... It's much funnier when he said it. <laughs> you're saying my comic delivery isn't to the level of a professional I'm comic? I'm saying your I, comic re-delivery... <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, redelivery is never good as the original delivery. It's like getting a Christmas gift that somebody else got. You Next know? on the Song Times Report, Nick explains a New Yorker cartoon. <laughs> so this promo came out, got a lot of distribution, and apparently from then on, the idea of hating Nickelback uh, grew organically. But then at that point, the band kind of didn't help themselves in terms of this perception. So it's almost like it was floated out into the zeitgeist that Nickelback is a bad band. But then the band then didn't help themselves in terms of their behavior with how they... Because, Mike, you seem very passionate about this. You didn't seem to realize kind of what Nickelback, specifically Chad Kroger, Do was Do you like. know what Chad Kroger did? Enumerate a few of those Do points. Do you know... Look at this social gaff. I can just tell. I can tell you one thing he did. God, I can tell Steve. you one thing he did. Yes, Mike. And and, I, and then it will tie back into why being a billionaire would make you evil. Okay. Do you know what? He paid some some poor schmuck like six hundred bucks to put his to put his junk into like where a, a fan was spinning. And he said it in the interview that the blood curdling scream he still thinks of and it makes him smile. And I'm like, that's just something. That's, that's, that's basically sociopathic. Just a bit. The man's a sociopath, and I never liked those peeps very much. Sociopath. Unless I'm dating but them. I don't care for sociopaths. Unless I'm dating yeah, them. Unless I'm dating them. I was going to make that joke, but he beat me to it. Only it's not a joke for Mike. It's just an observation about his own life. Oh, man. But so really, right when all this hatred was brewing, 
Nickelback released the, uh, their album where this song Rockstar came on. So I suppose now is a good time to get into Rockstar. A dissection is imperative. Oh, uh, dissection is imperative. Does that what you're waiting for? <laughs> there would I will in post add that transition. Yes, Mike. yeah. It won't be you saying it. Be Actually, to... I kind of like the idea of you just kind of like in a an off kilter voice. Dissection is imperative. Because my my main observation about this song is pe- people. So there's a certain camp of people, a large camp, that says this is their worst song. And then there's another camp of people that says this song isn't that bad. It's actually kind of sad, like satirical on the rock star lifestyle. But the more you know about the band, and then the more you dive into the lyrics, which we are about to get into, the more I realize I don't think it's actually satirical. I, my, my point, which this, like, this is my thesis argument, oh. either this band is blithely unaware of how the lyrics in the song make the idea of being a rock star sound or they are aware and they are just trolls and like chaotic evil i mean chad kroger strikes me as someone who is blithely (laughs) (laughs) well let's go back a little bit so we played the the first little chunk of lyrics but let's actually dissect them a bit through a standing in line the clubs will never get in it's like the bottom of the ninth and i'm never gonna win this life hasn't turned out quite the to be telling what you want. <laughs> Who's that guy? That is um, one of the singers from ZZ Top. ZZ Top, yes. Um, but so this, the perspective of the song, our narrator, our voice into this world of Rockstar, is essentially starting by aligning themselves and saying they are not a rock star. They are a nobody who wants this lifestyle. Everybody, because because everybody loves an underdog, Nick. Yep. It's all about that underdog mentality. If you feel like you're below, then you'll always try to thrust yourself up. Doesn't matter where you are, you know. Like you, when you're a millionaire, you want to be a billionaire. When you're when you're dirt poor, you want to not. You want to. You want to have a couple hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It's never enough, though, Nick. If you have the underdog mentality. So my the issue that I have initially with this song is you're right. This is from the perspective of an underdog. However, this is one of the best-selling quote-unquote rock bands in the world. And it is someone who is a rock star talking about how, from the perspective of someone who's a nobody wanting to be a rock star. Which right off the bat, this song, if this song was written by like a no-name, actually underdog band, I feel like some of this would make a little bit more sense. Oh, oh okay, Nick. So oh, wait, wait, was so, that was that problematic? Please, uh, Mike. Inf- uh, Mike is feeling attacked. So uh, are you are you suggesting then, Nick, that that Nickelback was famous their entire lives? You know, think perhaps they could go back into their memories of the times before they were a rock star, and you know, remember that. You know, just no, dig back into that. What part. we're saying is that the way they've structured and written the song, it's not a good song for the person who's the rock star. Like it's it's. Basically, the whole song is about how shitty rock stars are. Do you remember how, when we were discussing Kanye recently, how he talked about how little, how, why he has to charge so much money for his merchandise? Oh, I get it. Nick, it's because they think all this stuff is cool. You mean the things they're about to discuss oh, as being yeah. a rock star? Yes, because people <laughs> think, if, if you've heard the song before, you already know the chorus, but like they're talking, they end up talking about all of the qualities of a rock star that they love. But it's so over the top, you almost feel like they're satirizing it. But I don't think they are. I no think they way. unapologetically like all these t- 
terrible things they're talking about. No way, Nick. This, this is not satire, man. This is this is straight this up is beyond dream. satire. This is straight up dreams, man, of, of people who would... We're hearing the dreams of Chad Kroger, as I was just saying. <laughs> yeah. What a nightmare world, Mike, that I don't want to exist in. Everything is just gravelier. That's that's the world of Chad Kroger. <laughs> okay, Pearl <so> Jam. <laughs> Where did you come from? Pearl Jam. I mean, Creed. I mean, Nickelback. What are you doing here? Okay, so we have... So he has said this life has not turned out the way he wants to be. Uh, let's find out what happens next. On a brand new house, on an episode of Cribs, and a bathroom I can play baseball in, and a king size tub big enough for 10 plus me. So, now, 11. so now, he wants an 11 person bathtub. That's <laughs> disgusting, first of all. Secondly, it's a swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Steve, you're telling me by like state or federal law, if your hot tub can, if your tub can fit eleven people, it is by law a pool. I'm saying, I'm saying, morally, it needs to be <laughs> Moral, a pool. Not, morally, it needs to be a pool. Now, all right, now hold on a second. Now, what if I had, what if I made a giant tub, right? Mm-hmm. But it had the little feet. You know what the, the the old school feet on the tubs? Where the what's the old school tub style? They have like the claw feet. Oh, like the, like yeah. the kind that like President Taft had to be like lifted into. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. What if you had a t- weird history flex, by the way? <laughs> the kind of the pot calling the kettle black there, Steve. I'm entitled to one if you get like five an episode. That's fair. So would that would that be called like a Taft pool or just like a t- it just a big old tub? A, a Taft, Taft pool? A Taft, Did you just make a thing up? A Taft pool is what you have to uh, click on when you're getting an Uber ride if you don't want to pay as much. <laughs> and you're really. Large, yes. <laughs> it's just it's for really. It's, it's a school bus. It's an it's an Uber bus, made for plus sized Americans. I'm taking a big old bath. <laughs> Steve, that's impressive because I know that could not have been on your rhyming dictionary. No. This is just to aid me in my cause, but I still have my own wits. Ah, oh. uh, okay. So he wants a he wants a swimming pool. We'll, we'll say, yeah. yeah. Yes. Just say that. It didn't fit in the meters. Well, You're not Doctor Fucking Seuss. I'll need a credit card that's got no limit and a big black chair with a bedroom in it. Gonna join the Mile High Club at thirty-seven thousand feet. So, all right. Also, a big a black jet is is a stealth jet. You you paint a jet black so that you you decrease its radar signature. So he wants a military-grade stealth jet. Is that what I'm hearing? But see, this isn't necessarily problematic because this is just, once again, a nobody enumerating the things that they would want to have. And it's their imagination. They're allowed to imagine as much as they want. Well, who doesn't want to have sex in the sky? I mean, right? I mean, it's a Just sto- for the novelty of it? The novelty of it. Why I not? suppose. But have you been... You've been in it... I've been in your own person. He's saying if it's your own personal plane. That's Oh, that's you're true. Not, you're not, like, talking about, like, joining the Mile High Club in the, like... Economy bathroom of Southwestern. Oh no! First of all, I, I can hardly fit in those things by myself. You know what I mean? Jesus Christ! If I'm trying, no, gotta have my own plane. I think it'd be, I think it'd be pretty cool. Just to be, I don't know. I wonder- so wait, is the black paint to make it a stealth jet because this, uh, Chad Kroger's actually a prude and doesn't want even government surveillance to be able to see him joining the Mile High Club? <laughs> I think from what we know of Chad Kroger, he's not particularly phased by people watching him have sex. Chad Kroger seems like, and I don't want to character assassinate Chad because I do not know Chad, 
Well, no, he's he's done he, some things. <laughs> he just seems like every frat boy you've ever known. God gave him a frat boy name. He called him Chad Kroger. But the, oh, okay, so I I don't want to jump the gun on this. But later on, Chad says I'd even cut my hair and change my name. Chad Kroger is not his name. What? So he chose that. He chose his lifestyle then. Chad Kroger was not his name. He was born Chad Turton. More like Chad Turton. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know what? I bet someone just like you said that to him, Steve. Fuck that kid. I'm going to call myself something awesome like Kruger or oh, something. So you think he would... Uh, <laughs> look at this photograph, I, bitch. <laughs> I want to be a rock star, bitch. <laughs> we said this was his dream. So obviously, it's a nightmare. Oh, my God. So the song's by Freddy Kroger. We've established it. Okay. <laughs> Freddy Kroger, Chad Kroger. Who is it? Tomato, tomato. Okay. 37,000 feet. I want a new tour bus full of old guitars. Find star on Hollywood Boulevard. Somewhere between Cher and James Dean is fine for me. You'll get a star on the Canadian Walk of Fame and you'll like it. Is there a Canadian Walk of Fame? Yes, and they have one. They have a star there? Yes, they have a star on the Canadian Walk of Fame. And that's where it ends. And that's... No more. Oh, Next to... He's Mar- between Martin Short and... I I want to say Mike Myers. I only know Canadian comedians. I don't know. <laughs> well, it makes sense that uh, Freddy Kroger would be next to Mike Myers. Yeah. It adds up. Oh. Um, <laughs> All right, wow. so, so ZZ Top has just posed the question to, to Chad. Uh, how is he going to do it? I'm going to trade this life for fortune and fame. I'll even cut my hair and change my name. Because we all just want to be big rock stars and live in hilltop bosses driving 15 cars. The girls come easy and the drugs come cheap. Well, I- He's talking about drugs and unprotected sex. So, so uh, I mean, I mean, Nick. Steve, it's okay. <laughs> now, I understand. Listen, Chad Kruger, Kroger, what's his fuck? I'm glad <laughs> I've ruined his name for you now. Is a, um, there's no doubt he's a douchebag. <laughs> wow, okay. Let's, sure, let's establish the uh, guys, fact. Before, let's not even argue about the unmitigated fact that this gentleman is a douchebag. We can move on and talk about what's really important. But I want to know. What's what's so wrong with, with these things that he's, you know, going for? Is it bad to dream this big, Nick? Like, like what are you what are you supposed to dream of when you're in the music business? I will point out that at no Changing point Changing people's lives? Yeah, I was gonna say, well, I will also say that at no point in the song so far has the answer to what are you gonna do about it is learn to play instruments and sing. <laughs> well, first he shaved his head. Yeah. I think that's the point. That's that's. A, I don't know if they intentionally did that, but just like the whole song is like, how do you be a rock star? Everything but practicing musical instruments and performing. What if he just left it? I'm just gonna shave my head and change my name. And it's like, oh, did he become a white supremacist? Like, what's? <laughs> oh god, did he join a cult? Like, oh my god, because he didn't say anything else after that, really. Well, he said he wants to be a rock star. Usually, well. Mm. <sighs> Well, most cult leaders kind of have a rock star. Charles Manson. Yes, the quintessential rock star. Your physical attraction to Charles Manson is becoming very unnerving to me. Physical attraction? 
More like he just Mike, did you, it wrong. Mike, you can't shut up about how much you want to fuck Charles Manson. We're getting kind of tired he of He was a handsome it. hobo, okay? But he's <laughs> so tiny, and compared to you, it'd be like, I don't know. That's the great thing about why he's so what? tiny. You could fit him into an airplane bathroom. Just because I'm appreciating that people obviously were attracted to Charles Manson. Appreciating the man candy that is Charles Manson. I want a piece of that Manson. I personally do not want to fuck Charles Manson. First of all, well, I guess because he's Mike, a dead the fact you have to state that <laughs> makes me wonder... Oh, Jesus. I love how through nothing you've said on your own, this will become a thing. (laughs) So Mike obviously wants to fuck Charles Manson. Look, if he can state unequivocally that Chad Kroger is a douchebag, I mean... If I'm just the saying, it's equally paid as unfair. a man to stick his junk in a in a fan. You're saying if, if if Chad Kroger had done nothing else, just that in and of itself is psychopathic enough. Nick, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying it's sick. It is. Also, is there confirmation that this actually occurred? Yeah, th- there was an interview where Chad Kroger said this. Oh, there's an interview <laughs> where ultra reliable narrator Chad Kroger told us something. If Chad Kroger, why? Oh, when, you're right. He probably was full of shit. It came directly from the source. I'm just saying. Like you know Charles what else? Manson was a very. You know what else narrator. comes from the? You know what else comes to the horse's mouth? <laughs> shit. <laughs> the horse also produces shit. Oh wait, wait, Steve. Horse I, shit, Steve, that I, is. I have a more tangible example. Um, there was in I, I forgot where in Canada this was, but there was essentially a relief concert. Manitoba, probably, Winnipeg. Uh, just throw more names out. That's the other page you have next to your rhyming dictionary. <laughs> Canadian locations and provinces. Um. No, there was a relief concert for flood victims, and like uh, Nickelback was the headliners. So it was a charity concert. They were streaming it live. Um, it was a big thing. But when Nickelback performed, they cut off the live stream because Nickelback insisted that people couldn't live stream a free show of theirs for a charity show for flood victims. Look, Nick, these charities have had it too good for too long. You're right. These selfish charities, big charity, taking money from the sick of big charity. Canadian taxpayer. And they're taxed enough. They, well, you know, that's what. You um, know, they don't die because of treatable illnesses, but they're taxed through the wazoo. Let me tell you. What, now, Canada is like socialist, right? Is that technically what it is? I mean, in the same way we're socialists and that we pay taxes for like public libraries and public parks. They're not, yeah, it's not like a. 100% planned economy. So it's... Is it capitalism? I just I just think we're putting labels on things that don't need labels, Mike. The only label we need to put on things is whether or not it's a rock star. And Chad Kroger expands upon this. Jesus Christ. say you want this lifestyle no i don't know the whole fascination with the playboy bunnies like i mean don't be wrong like how was that i knew that was the point you would jump on i I mean you always jump on the playboy bunny i i i I respect i think models are great and they and they are beautiful and they are you know like you're close to becoming one yourself with all of the running like 20 miles a day he does kickboxing (laughs) he's i mean I was noticing, this is such a tangent, I, I want to hear your point, but Mike, from the from your earlier posts on your Instagram to now, like, you look so goddamn chiseled. I, wow. 
Nick, I appreciate it so much. Let me tell you. Well, maybe one day I can start posting some thirst traps to sell some merch for this show. Hell yeah, <laughs> merch traps. <laughs> merch traps, yeah. But no, what were you saying? Oh, uh, shoot. Um, no, Playboy but buddies. like, I don't know. You know what it is, Nick? What is it? I'm a, a can't, meaningless sex, man. I don't know. I just like... <laughs> <laughs> Steve is shaking his head. <laughs> Sorry, my my brain fritzed out for a second trying to connect A to B to C. Just like uh So you okay, so you're saying that they're kind like of what, what, romanticizing the idea of just like meaningless sex, groupies, whatever, and you're saying that's not for ah, you. I just can't do it, man. I just can't do it. I feel like I feel like if you if you were you really just, you rock, just love too deeply. How yeah. You gotta why can't why can't find true love with all this with all this fortune and fame? That's what everybody's always looking for, and they never find it though. Well they do find it sometimes. Well, I mean if <laughs> If by sometimes you mean with Avril Lavigne, then technically yes. There it was. Yeah. And and they're not together anymore. Because he's a piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) It comes full circle. You think Avril Lavigne is going to stay with a a piece of shit? No way. No? Not for too long. I don't know. How long were they married? A couple years. Yeah. Okay, that's fair, I guess. My parents Uh, were married for 50 long years, Nick. Now that's love. That's impressive. Shout out to Mike's parents for 50 years of love. You know, long-time listeners. (laughs) Happy anniversary, Mr. and Mrs. Russell. (laughs) Yes. But yeah, so the course is, we all want to be big rock stars, live in hilltop houses, driving 15 cars, the girls come easy and the drugs come cheap, we'll all stay skinny because we just won't eat, we'll hang out in the coolest bars in the VIP section with the movie stars, every good gold digger is going to wind up here, every Playboy bunny with their bleach bond hair, and we'll, hey, hey, I want to be a rock star, which is not a complete sentence. <laughs> they ran out of steam at yeah. the end there. I was officially a rock star because the cul-de-sac I lived on was called Hilltop. Hilltop Estates. Yep, that's so, all. Now, 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 and how many cars did you have? Up wait, to 15. Let me, let me, let me. Is there, in fact, a? You know how, like, there's um, uh, uh, in psychology, if you're trying to diagnose like a dissociative identity disorder or something, there's mm-hmm. or oh, borderline. Let's, let's be or, careful with that one, or guys. Borderline personality disorder. There are like six or seven criteria. Like, you know, like. Broke, you know, uh, uh, problem with authority, problem with uh, like attachment, things like that. That, like, to diagnose, you need like four out of six. Is there something similar for rock stars? And is this it? Like, can Mike, if Mike finds four things out of the song that he is or has done, is he diagnosable as a rock star? Oh my god, we'd have to go. We'd have to establish first off, like a a scientific analytical definition of what a rock star is. And whether or not you fit enough criteria. Well, I had a pool. Okay. And I lived on Hilltop. That's, That's I, I two. It's like two out of five. But he got, he, we're only, we're just in the first course. He enumerates so many more things. But I do want to point out before I forget, in the first verse, he says, I want a brand new house on an episode of Cribs. You mean Crabs? Cribs. Crabs. He does not, no, Crabs was, was not a show. An episode of Crabs. Listen to oh, what, yeah, listen that, that to Discovery says, Channel. Which how, all about listen how to how he says Cribs. Oh, my God. I want to see I want to see a, a version of Cribs called Crabs, and it's when the crab's like, yo, check out my new shell. And he's like, come on over. <laughs> and they shimmy over. <laughs> oh, I'm like yeah. an underwater cameraman this just follows them. This place is bitches. There's a lot of subtitles. Somehow, <laughs> I doubt even MTV would spend money on that. Oh, you give MTV and they made a lot Teen of Wolf. credit. Yeah. But so, once again, to the people who say the song is satire, like, oh, he wants to be on an episode of Cribs. Chad Kroger was on an episode of Cribs. Like, he, 
and as we as the song goes on, he's describing things he actually has done. He was on an episode of Cribs. Oh my God! Is this in just... which he showed off pl- his platinum discs, and he showed a pool table and a collection of sports cars. And this was before he was charged with drunk driving in two thousand and six of one of his fifteen cars. When he says fifteen cars, I'm sure he's not just throwing that out there. He probably has fifteen cars, but they're all like Ford Fiestas, dude. Okay. Maybe. So is this past? Is this past Kroger singing? This is, two th- this is actually 2005 Kroger. This is height of his powers. Uh, yes, so this, he had all of the Horcruxes. But like, but yeah. So this, but this is what he was thinking before he was a rock star, and now he is a rock star. And then he wrote the song after he was a rock star, saying all the stuff he's got because he wanted to be one. First phase was rock star. When he wrote this song, he was established as a rock star. It's just some of the specific qualities of a rock star. He didn't partake in until after the song came out. Okay. Maybe so it was a self-fulfilling s- prophecy. Th- you know what? That's the best way to do it. <laughs> yes. Will it into the secret? Will it into existence? Uh, but let's get to the second verse. I want to be great like Elvis without the tassels. I everybody got to love to beat up assholes. Sign a couple lot of grass so I can eat my meals for free. Steve, I have a question. say he's going to sign some autographs? I was waiting for it. Oh, and then uh, and then ZZ Top came in. Mike, if you missed that last thing he said. Yeah, what did he say? A couple lot of grass so I can eat my meals for free. I'll have the quesadilla. Ha ha. The restaurant's understaffed. <laughs> Shut up, Steve. Yes. Is this what it sounds like for me? Yes! Okay. <laughs> oh, so one theory people have about the song is that this is Chad Kroger, or whoever the character he's playing is, making a deal to the devil, and ZZ Top is the devil, is the voice of the devil, promising him this life of becoming a rock star. Which is an interesting take on it, but once again, it would still imply that... Chad Kroger and Nickelback, because I'm really shitting on Chad Kroger. The whole, a, a band wrote this song, but Chad Kroger did write the lyrics. But a band <laughs> wrote this music, and they kind of became what the song is, like I said, maybe satirizing. But that's one interpretation you could make, that this is a deal with the devil. And ZZ Top is the devil. That's why in the music video, he's sitting on a chair with skulls on it. No, that's just where he sits. That's just his chair. That's just his, that's just his just dining his room chair at home. Yeah. Oh, I, would, I, I can't wait till I'm old and retired and I can have a skull reclining chair. That'll be an Etsy seller. Please, it yeah. might already be. I'm going to look that up after this. Gonna worship that golden calf. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> That's the most impressive because I know there's no fucking way you could have thought of that ahead of time. <laughs> worship this golden calf. <laughs> wow, this Illuminati <laughs> remix of Nickelback is really catchy. Uh, but yes. Yeah, so sign a couple autographs so he can get his meals for free. I'm gonna dress my ass with the latest fashion. Get a front door key to the Playboy Mansion. Gonna date a Santa phone that loves to blow my money for me. Wait, what the? <laughs> you have to listen very carefully. Uh, gonna date a centerfold from the Playboy Mansion that loves to blow my. Money for me, guys. I got a feeling money doesn't. You think Chad Kroger names his dick money? What up, money? <laughs> I call my call my asshole cash. 
Cashel. <laughs> these are my these are my testes, dollars and cents. <laughs> I notice after I get out of the pool, my account shrinks. It's weird how that just happens. My money's my scrotal sack. <laughs> Steve, I'm isolating that audio and making that my ringtone. Uh, you always say that. Oh, I'm, I, might, I think I'm going to actually do it this time. And also on an unrelated note, I don't want to talk about the music video. But the music video is a series of people lip syncing to Chad's melodious, grungy voice. And a lot of Song Topsy alumni are in this. So we, we see, we've already seen Kid Rock does some lip syncing. Ted Nugent does some lip syncing. We, we just ran by him pretty quickly. And then later on, the Naked Cowboy, who technically sang a Song Topsy Report jingle when we met him in yes, Times Square. Yes, he did. Oh, God. What yeah, go to man. our YouTube page. You can see Mike interviewing the Naked Cowboy and getting him to sing a jingle for us. Eliza Dushku? Yes. That was Eliza Dushku. Huh? The cameos are off. The, they're just... They, who are I, they? Get? Gene Simmons. They, I am some... I am mostly unsurprised. <laughs> you know, for being... I guess they must be loved. I mean, how do you get so many cameos? They're, they were an insane... They still are an insanely popular it, band. It, it seems like they're just trolling Venice Beach for famous people. <laughs> hey, hey, you want to meet a music video? Yeah, actually, to be honest, they probably didn't have to leave LA for this. It's almost as if they're all there. Yeah. I'm waiting for the lead singer of Smash Mouth. I don't know. Is he I, don't know. I know, but it would not surprise me. I'm in assuming he's going to show up. Okay, that bit, there's a very short third verse where he says, I'm going to sing those songs that offend the censors, going to pop my pills from a Pez dispenser, get washed up singers to write all my songs, lip sync them every night so I don't get them wrong. Nickelback did a halftime show where it was relatively confirmed that they were lip syncing. Once again, everything he's talking about doing, cutting his hair, changing his name, being shallow, lip syncing your songs, Nickelback has done that. So I, this isn't satire. They are this, and they just seem to be celebrating. I, I'm curious as to what kind of like personal uh, discipline goes into deciding to be shallow. Like, if you're not a naturally shallow person or raised that way to like make yourself be shallow, that's why I don't know if I should admire Nickelback. They didn't stumble into this. They made a conscious decision to do this, and I wonder if. The the hate, which maybe you could argue was unwarranted, maybe not, but unwarranted in the beginning of their career that they were the worst band, whether that influenced them to just become the thing that people wanted them to just be. Just like Chad Kroger behind the wheel of the car, they just drove right into the other lane of traffic. <laughs> Head first. It's okay, he's got 14 more cars. <laughs> they saw what was coming, they are like, quick, let's run right into that head first. What are you saying? About them embracing the hate. What I'm telling I, you. What I'm telling you is. <laughs> Use your aggressive feelings, Chad. He, um, I kind of like that. 
I think it makes I think it makes I think it makes a lot of sense, Nick. I mean, if it wasn't all just a marketing strategy from the beginning anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, cuz any any um uh what's it called? Publi- publicity yeah. is good publicity yeah. as they say. If if their brand is worst band, I mean, people still show up to their concerts. They sold they, they sold out Madison Square Garden. Well, cuz they're called So worst. did Dane Cook. <laughs> Oh, he he was funny. That that was at the peak of his power. Yes. God, and then he just got fat and dated a high schooler. I yep. Just... <laughs> Dane Cook. <sighs> All I was look, I owned some Dane Cook albums when I was in, a teenager. I'm just saying that may not be like the bellwether we all want to judge people That's by. That's fair. But this is actually the end of new lyrics. At this That's point, it, right? it's just them reinforcing. Mm. Once again, well, we he just wants to be a big, big rock star and live in hilltop houses driving 15 cars. The girls come easy and the drugs come cheap. We'll all stay skinny because we just won't you know, Why you gotta be a rich rock star to pop pills from a Pez dispenser? I feel like that could have just been an easy place. You think the innovation yeah, Mike, have of you been pills of the Pez dispenser? Have you been paying attention to see if we could diagnose you as a rock star yet? How many more have you, how many more have you come across? <laughs> yeah, okay. So far, you just need more cars, and otherwise you're there. But I'm just saying, the criteria, if we're looking at like maybe like a 70-30 criteria, like out of the 15 or so things, if you hit like seven or eight, you're a bona fide rock star. It's more accurate than a BuzzFeed quiz. Yo- this guy is actually kind of lame. I had a go-kart on Hilltop. Now that's being a rock star. Are you kidding me? Like, I won in a raffle. It was awesome. But like, Living uh, Hilltop, how's the driving one go-kart? All he's Girls like, come easy. He just wants to like... The grabs. He wants just drugs. I mean, I guess what they say, drugs, sex and rock and roll, whatever. Yes. Sex, sex and drugs and rock and roll. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, whatever it is. Um, I just... I don't know. As maybe it's my new sober brain that just is like, there's so much out there to do. Like, he didn't even jump out of an airplane. There's like, he didn't. Yeah, Chad, what are you doing with your life if you haven't jumped out of an airplane? Yeah, Chad Kroger, please jump out of a fucking airplane. (laughs) Do us all a favor and jump out of an airplane, Chad Kroger. He doesn't even say where the plane's going. He's just having sex in the plane, which is great. It's awesome. But there's, there's a lot to do out there, man. I suppose. Like, if you were a rock star, Nick, what would you do? If I was a rock star, oh, what would I do? Um, I would invest my money wisely so that I could sustain my lifestyle. Um, I would donate a certain portion of it to charity, and I would try to do as much community outreach as I could. I know, I'll go fuck myself in the corner. Wow, Nick, wow, Uh, wow. To our listening audience, I've never seen Mike look so disgusted with another human being before. Mike very quietly vomited to the other side of his microphone. And Nick, if, 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 if my if my if my dick was cash monies, uh, you were the Great Depression with that. <laughs> Mike, I am thrilled I make you soft then. <laughs> uh, soft and depressed. Jesus Christ. Oh, Nick. Nick, you are the dust bowl to Mike. <laughs> what would you do, Steve? It's uh, a great question to pose to the listeners as well. Yeah. Oh, this is a good one, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I was waiting for you to figure that out, actually. <laughs> But yeah, Steve, what would you do? Because essentially, the song is done, thank God. Ted Nugent shows up again, but I don't want to see his fucking face. Oh, you hate Ted Nugent, as you well should. That guy, oh, man. What would I do? What would I do if I were the very model of a modern music superstar? Yeah. What would I do, Mike? Yeah. Well, you don't have to, you don't have to wonder, because I am the very model of a modern music superstar. 
My haters, they all know this truth, from Iceland down to Zanzibar. I've mastered social media, my followers are burgeoning. From Instagram to LinkedIn too, my Twitter feed, they're worshipping. I'm very well acquainted, too, with Snapchat and with Pinterest. I've resurrected Vine, and now they're following with interest. I've got a Google Plus account, though what it does I cannot say. That doesn't seem to matter, though, since no one's on it anyway. <laughs> I'm very good at posting pics of what I eat and where I hang, not to mention surreptitious videos of chicks I bang. When I go out on... T- <laughs> When I go out on tour, I'll be demanding legendarily a panther for companionship, a loo with gilded filigree, a bowl of M&Ms with every third one colored aubergine, and necessary docking space so I can park my submarine. I'll only use the green room if it's made to look like Erebor and correspond with staffers using, using emblematic semaphore. That's flag signals. Thank you. Before I go on stage, I'll need a scrubbing and a deep shampoo, then don a fine tuxedo made from European caribou. Then I'll descend the stage on board my silent running hovercraft and blow some kisses to the crowd while robots sign my autograph. In fact, when I know what is meant by double time and major scales, when I can tell at once a blue tone from the sound of humpback whales, when such affairs as meters and inversion I'm more in the know, and when I know precisely what is meant by pianissimo, when I have learned the difference between melody and harmony, when I've learned more of music than a forward playing varsity, in short, when I have a smattering of elemental theory, you'll say of music superstars, there's not a better man than me. I'm musically challenged, though, in various affairs of song. I've got the hookup left and right in various affairs of bong. My haters, they all know this truth from Iceland down to Zanzibar. I am the very model of a modern major music superstar. Are you kidding me? I cannot emphasize to the listeners enough, I did not know Steve had that in his back pocket. I did not know Mike would so seamlessly set him up for that. Holy bejesus. That's a rock star. (laughs) Yes, Steve, if there's any working definition of a rock star, you have just achieved it with your reference to a musical from over 100 years ago. (laughs) He was on a Uh, 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 Lyric opera. Okay, whatever. Uh, well, Steve, there's no way I can listen to more Nickelback after that. You I could hear it on a phonograph. I suppose we could. It's an old musical, <laughs> lyrical opera. Uh, and with that, that is Rockstar by Nickelback. Thank you so much for enduring that with us listeners. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook if you have not done so already. I hope you enjoyed our uh, live tweeting of the Grammys because at the time we're recording it, it hasn't happened. But by the time you hear this, it will. So Unless something happened that makes us not say anything anymore. That also could possibly be true. Uh, you can also follow me personally on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Brigadier and Mr. Mike Russell. Yes, you can find me on my Instagram at MrMikeRussell.com. That's MrMR.D-O-T. And uh, yeah, like Nick said, you know, ch- ch- check out some uh, some stuff on the Dapper Devil Productions website. Why don't you send in a song uh, request and put it for a listener episode. Leave us a review, five stars preferably. And um, what would you do? If you were a rock star, what would make you a rock star? What is rock star worthy? I'll ask, you answer. I love hearing your feedback. 
I concur. And Steve, where uh, can we find you? You may find me on Twitter and Instagram at Trollo on the Dapper Devil website. On Yes, Mike? I forgot something. Go ahead. Uh, also, on the TikTok, at Sontopsy. Yes. Uh, we're, we're, I loved your lady bump. We're le- yes, we're releasing. I'm having uh, the help of the very talented Erica Lorenzetti. And, Who uh, can be found eventually on uh, in the film uh, Chad is Not the Killer when it is ultimately released. Very soon, actually. It looks like that's on the precipice Ooh, of being seen by the public. The so stay tuned for that, listeners. DapperDevilProductions.com. Uh, yeah, but follow that. And uh, No, she is not actually pregnant. Uh, I had a friend from home actually text me and be like, oh, did you get a new girlfriend and get her pregnant? And I'm like, no. <laughs> what a realistic baby pump, I know. Yeah. Also, what a thing for someone to automatically assume about you. I'm a fertile man, Steve. Okay, all right. <laughs> what you're known for? Mike Fertile Man Russell. Is that what's going to be written on your epitaph? <laughs> He's unstoppable. <laughs> yeah. All right, Steve, did we say where we could find you? Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Yermantrolo on the Dapper Devil website and stephentrollinger.com. Lovely and punctual. I appreciate it. And with that, listeners, thank you so much for joining us for another week of the Song Topsy Report. I am Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And I'm all out of photograph jokes. <laughs> and we will see you next week. Take care. <laughs> <laughs>